Get ready to be blessed by this teaching. How do you hear? Why does the Bible speak about the ear so much? Part 1. We are looking at the topic, how do you hear? How do you hear? And that subtopic would be, why does the Bible speak about the air so much? Why does the Bible speak about the air so much? So the first thing I want to do is just highlight this verse here, this scripture, Genesis 2 and verse 19. It reads, here beginneth the reading of God's holy word. And that will cover it for all of the word that I read. Genesis 2, 19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he will call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Church, this is an example of call and response. Call and response. Recall that God created living things and then told Adam to name them. And whatever Adam named them, we just read it. That's what they were called. Adam heard the heart of God, and then Adam named them. They heard Adam, just flow with me. They heard Adam call them, and we hear each other call them those names today. The horse in Genesis, we still call it a horse today. The pig, we still call a pig today. I'm just trying to tell you the power of the air and that what it was named in whatever language they might have spoken in our language is the same thing today. Adam called them and that's the response that has been that has been up and until today. Why? This is important. Why? Because the air heard what they were called. The air heard what they were called. Adam heard it, and the animals heard it. Speaking, hearing, and learning are intimately connected. We learn by hearing things over and over again. This means that you can be taught something new if you hear something new over and over again, right? In other words, your past learning becomes history as you introduce something new to your heirs. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. That's why you've got to be careful. Who are the five people that you hear from the most? What do you hear being repeated the most? And so we, we want to take a look at how the air hears. So here's a picture of the air first. There you go. Okay, there's your air, folks. Everybody's ears the same, right? The outer, the middle, the inner. 
Well, we're going to take a look at a video. This video is going to show you how the air works. Have you ever wondered how sounds make their way from the source all the way to your brain? Take a trumpet, for instance. When it's played, it makes sound waves in the air. The outer ear catches the waves, which then travel through a narrow passageway called the ear canal. The sound waves reach the eardrum, which is a membrane roughly half the size of a dime. They make the eardrum vibrate, which in turn vibrates three tiny bones called the malleus, incus, and stapes. These bones amplify or increase the sound vibrations and send them to the cochlea. The cochlea is shaped like a snail and is the size of a garden pea. It is filled with fluid, and the sound vibrations make this fluid ripple, which creates waves. Hair-like structures called stereocilia sit on top of hair cells and are grouped together as hair cell bundles inside the cochlea. The hair cells inside the cochlea ride these waves, and the hair bundles are moved. The hair bundle on top of the hair cell turns these movements into electrical signals. As the hair bundles are moved, ions rush into the top of the hair cells, causing the release of chemicals at the bottom of the hair cells. The chemicals bind to the auditory nerve cells and create an electrical signal, which travels along the auditory nerve to the brain. Different hair cells respond to different frequencies of sound. The hair cells at the base of the cochlea detect higher-pitched sounds, such as a piccolo or flute. The hair cells toward the top of the spiral detect progressively lower-pitched sounds, such as a trumpet or trombone. At the very top, or apex, of the spiral, the hair cells detect the lowest-pitched sounds, such as a tuba. The auditory nerve carries the electrical signal to the brain, which interprets the messages as sounds that we recognize and understand. What I want you to understand through that church is that your ear is very sensitive to all levels of sound. You learn that way. I put it to you that there are words and video sounds and songs that are being learned and captivated by open ears because it's natural for you to learn by what you hear. Now watch this. There are three videos I want you to enjoy. Now, this is amazing. Watch how you enjoy them. <laughs>
The question is, who cares? <laughs> we all live in a capital I In the middle of the desert, in the center of the sky And all day long we polish on the eye To keep it clean and shiny so it brightens up the sky Rubbing it here and scrubbing it there Polishing the eyes so high in the air. As we work, we sing a lively tune. It is great to be so happy on a busy afternoon. And when we're through with the day's only chore, we go into the eye and we close the door. Capital I, capital I, capital I, capital I. If you're 50 plus, you knew most of their <laughs> you knew most of their songs because you kept hearing them over and over and over again. Your brain, listen to this, had no choice but to stamp an audio image on your brain of such childhood songs. I hadn't heard but well, I was looking at some of you. You were like you were in a jam. You were jamming. You were, woo. And yet you haven't heard it, some of you, for a long time. I'm just trying to tell you the importance of how we learn, okay? Whatever is repeated over and over in your presence and you give air to it, that is what you will become a student of. You don't have to understand it. You, who understood Manamana? We don't know what it meant. But big Bidini, what were we agreeing to? We have no idea. <laughs> so you don't have to understand it. You will simply repeat it because it is being played on your mind. As Christians, we listen to a lot of music. We listen to talk shows a lot. We listen to movies enough. The question is, how much do we listen to God's word? You are being trained. 
Yes, whether you have given permission or not, you are being trained by what you spend time hearing. See, we've got to understand that in Bermuda, in the world, you cannot expect people to abide by the Ten Commandments when they don't hear them, to understand and stand by the golden rule when they don't learn it. Because whatever it is that they're doing on a day of worship, that becomes what their ear is trained to. This is why the devil wants you to, by the way, disfellowship, stay away from church, find reasons to justify your absence. The devil must get you away from the place where God's word is not only heard, but it is taught so that when you do not hear it, you are living by it anyway. Once we leave Shekinah Worship Center, you now have got to live by it. As a shepherd, what I do is by how your fruit, you know, your fruit, the Bible says you'll know them by the fruit. Mark that person by their fruit. That's what the Bible says. How do I know if you understood my sermon? I, I watch how you live. It's not what you say. It's not in your agreeing in the moment. It's how do you live it out? So the devil goes after your ears. He must get your ear. He knows that in Revelation, God says in his word, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. So he must therefore get your ear and get in your ear and get to your eardrum and magnify, have it magnify what he is saying to you so that your brain is now convinced. And guess what? Pastor can unconvince you. One thing that I find interesting is that people pretend to think that I am powerful, Maria Seaman, and that my words alone can keep them out of God's house of worship. No, 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 no. They reject God's Bible, and therefore they reject myself as I talk Bible. See that? I'm not that brilliant. I'm not that deep. I repeat what God says. I talk about what he says. So people, when they come after me, unless I'm misquoting God's word, they're coming after God, not me. I hear God's word. Now, when they hear Bible truth that is different from the comfort food Bible talk of many, they reject it. This is as it has been since the beginning. That's one of my big statements. What we hear, what we see happening today has always been happening. It's just happening on a video television screen before us. So let's examine. And remember, our focus for the coming weeks is on the air. God spoke and voidness. Oh my gosh, get it voidness, a vacuum, heard God and became something. Come on, catechism. The power of his spoken word. He just spoke it and nothing became everything. That's the power of hearing. Let's look at Genesis chapter one, verses one to three. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. 
and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, uh-huh, let there be light and there was light. So we understand that there was nothing until God said it and something heard God. Until we say some things, nothing will change because they don't hear anything different. Listen, I'm not saying this to try to pretend to be humble. You church and whoever's listening needs to understand, I don't have the attention of the homosexual LBGQIAA community because I'm that important, please. I have their attention because I'm echoing the word of God. And it's irritating them. I heard it's making some nauseous. Yeah, it ought to unsettle them. It ought to, I ought to irritate them, not because of me, but because of God's word. Let's look at the next slide. Chaos will exist until we speak God into it. Confusion will exist until we speak God into it. Compromise will exist until we speak God into it. There is no way we're going to change what's going on unless we speak God into the situation. Next slide. Exodus chapter 9, verse 31. Let's go. And the flax and the barley were smitten. For the barley was in the air, and the flax was bold. Now, this was happening during the 10 plagues. This was spoken during the plagues God sent to Egypt. They had no, follow me, they had no natural ear to hear God. And so, just like in parable form, God took away their literal ears of barley. Oh, you don't want to listen to me? You don't want to listen? You don't want to use your ear to listen? Let me show you how I can remove ears. <laughs> ah, show them that lovely picture next. There's that slide. Yeah. So all of that, all that food, God took away from them. You don't want to listen to me? You're going to go through food shortages. So you don't want to talk about it. I'm sorry, I can't promise you a house car and a wife and, and all goodness. And I can't just give you, um, you know, gummy bear Christianity. I'm going to tell you, God is the same. That if people don't listen, your food shortage is coming. I listened to a talk show today. Bermuda has a food shortage among families. But are we listening to God yet? Have they run into the house of the Lord? Are they coming in and saying, God, I repent. God, I'm hearing you now. God, I'm looking at your creation. I'm looking at what's happening in other nations and I'm seeing floods. I'm seeing fires. And God, I see that you're speaking. No, no, no. We still want to listen to ourselves. All right. God expects that heirs obey him. Heirs must provide his food to the people. If not, they will be of no good use to the people. So God removes unhearing ears. You hear me? God removes unhearing
hearing ears. Let's go to the next slide. <laughs> Exodus, all in the word, folks, all in the word. Exodus chapter 21 and verse six, it reads, then his master shall bring him unto the judges. He shall also bring him to the door or unto the doorpost. And his master shall bore his ear through with an old. And he shall serve him forever. Again, you're just taking a look at the picture, all right? And you see the statement. You are a slave or servant or employee to someone. That's the point. We all think we're free. No, you're a slave to somebody. You may not make 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock to church, but you will make 8.30, 8 o'clock or 9 to your employer. I wish somebody would tell me I'm wrong. But the church has got to accept you whatever time you roll in. I'm going to tell you that you're still a slave. You're not totally free. See, we don't like that, Pastor. We don't like that. Yeah? Make an appointment. Come see me. Talk to me. When you can make an employer's time, which you must do, because that's, that's the land. You must make time. But ultimately, if you can make 9 a.m. in the morning, how come you can't make 10 a.m. at church or 11 a.m. at church? Most importantly, because we have to hear the word. Why can't you make 9.30 to Sunday school? I'm challenging you all. We've got to get serious. I'm not playing no patty cake. And the devil ain't playing patty cake with us. I had two children, was a Sunday school teacher, got the dinner done in the morning before I left, house clean, all beds made up, everything. They were dressed, her freshly done, and I made time to teach Sunday school with two little, two children. So you're not going to get sympathy from me, okay? And so my question again is, um, well, who does your ear belong to? Somebody has your ears. Whoever has your ear is who you serve. You, you, not in their presence. You don't go to your boss and suck your teeth and crack your eyes and shrilly and the rest of it. And if you come in late, the first thing, oh, I'm sorry, this was going on. I'm just trying to help somebody. Thank you, Superintendent. Sunday school resumes September the 18th at 9.30 a.m. You will have people there that you've never seen before because Shekinah is going to do it right because we're trying to get other people to do it right. So we're just going to be obedient. Okay. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve the God of the Bible and the God of the community. Who has your ears? Some spirit has you nailed to the door. You see, you, you got to make it to that through that job door by a certain time. <laughs> Clock in. Okay, all right, I think you're getting it. Mm -hmm. Is it to the door of God's house or the door to another house? We're going to make choices. Exodus 29, 20. Then shalt thou kill the ram. And take off his blood and put it upon the tip of the where right ear of Aaron and upon the right tip of the right ear of his sons. Huh? Of his sons? Mm. 
and upon the thumb of their right hand and upon the great toe of their right foot and sprinkle the blood upon the altar round about it. Again, I'm asking who has your ear? The Levites, right? Because now, of course, we're a chosen people, right? The Levites were set apart and therefore they had their right ear tip sprinkled with blood. You are going to be the possession of one or the other. Once you have been sprinkled with the blood on your ear, you are separated from hearing by any other entity outside of God. I don't care what they come with. If your ear is attuned to the spirit of God, it may sound reasonable. They might try to psychology on you and all that. If it's not in the Bible, you cannot agree with what they're saying. God places a standard of how you serve. Once your heir belongs to him. That, that's it. I, a, a sinner's going to do what? Sin. I don't have the same expectation of Shekinah as I do a sinner. They're not hearing the same way. I expect them, listen to me now, so we can help each other. I expect, I expect to be misunderstood by Bermuda community. I expect that they think I'm in the dark ages because they're in the dark. I expect that they think I'm confused and silly because that makes sense. I speak after the light of Jesus Christ. They don't. When you show me a Bible that tells me homosexuality is acceptable, that's going to be very interesting. Not when you change your Bible. <laughs> To suit you. What does God say? That's what I'm hearing. What does God say? And so, as you know, that when the priest or the priest's sons went astray, right? They were all sprinkled with blood. But when they went astray, they were replaced and even killed to be replaced. And not a loving God. Not the, not the God of the Bible. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's under the old covenant. That's what happened. You must choose who you will serve. You must choose who has your ear. God will not share you with another. That's vitally important. We don't like, we don't like to be two-time, but we like to two God can two-time. He can approve the sin and, and, and approve the saint. It don't work that way. And here's my big final statement for. Tonight, that's right, out of trap, God is a jealous God. Here it is. Your ear is either spiritual or carnal. Folks, that's big. Spiritual, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit, capital S, the spirit is saying. Okay, that's, that's what we have to do. Your ear either belongs to God or it belongs to you. Now, we want to be empowered, but listen, I don't want to have that. No, 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 no. I belong. I'm a slave to the gospel. Depending on the ownership, you will hear God and his word differently. <laughs> we, we live to a different beat. The beat of the drum's different. The beat of the air drum's different. They're not receiving God's holy word. Who is beating your air drum? 
Come on, somebody. Who's beating your eardrum? Be careful who has your ear. The voice is being magnified. And that's what you hear is what you say. Okay? Whatever's magnified is what you're going to say. You wonder why your children say certain things and because they heard it. Usually parents would say something like, don't bring that on. That's what they'll say, don't bring that on. That's not what we believe. That's not what we say what we say in this house. Well, in like manner, when it comes to the house of God, we submit our ear to him. So quick review. God spoke in the beginning, so he expects somebody to be hearing. You only can obey God when you hear him. Until then, there's chaos, confusion, and compromise. So all of this stuff that we see going on, I understand it. It doesn't mean I have to accept it. I have to try to keep studying and teaching God's word so you keep on hearing it. Because if not, I promise you, I've had many people say, y'all the voice of Bermuda, we love you, all that, and they're not here today. So your ear can be retrained. Understand that. Be sober, vigilant, because our adversary goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. All some people have to do is hear a certain voice, and all of a sudden they're attracted, and that's it. If that person speaks, that's their E.F. Hutton. Our E.F. Hutton is the Bible. And again, for review, remember, during the plagues of Egypt, they didn't want to hear, God removed their ear. It's a picture. There's seven churches you don't want to hear? All right, you can be one of those churches. I want to know who's going to be Philadelphia. Who's going to be Philadelphia? By the way, we are in, remind me, the Laodicean age of compromise. So why are we shocked that churches are compromised? We should be saying, Maranatha, even so, Lord, come quickly. Because we don't want it to get so compromised that I can't have a Zoom and say, what I'm saying tonight, but it's going to get there one day. So you got to be reading your word, read your Bible. Have it in your house, open it up. Yes, Reverend Jennifer, spiritually deaf. Some are spiritually deaf right now. And it's going to get, going to get worse. And so be encouraged church. That's the end of my teaching for tonight. I'll pick it up from there next week. We'll continue to examine the air throughout the Bible. Who has your air nailed to the doorpost? Let it be God in his spirit. It's challenging times. And let me tell you, Shekinah Worship Center, in case you don't know, and we're not the only church, but I only can speak about us. It's never only us, right? Let's never get that way like Elijah. Oh, it's only us. Oh, I'm the only one speaking. No, it's other people speaking or da, 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 whatever. But understand this. You are going to be challenged as to what you're hearing. That's why that you have my text before I preach. Focus. It's going to get tougher as other voices get louder. Yet. If you're here by the spirit, you're going to be all right. Have you learned something tonight? I pray that you're encouraged. I, amen. God bless you. I'm going to try to edit it as soon as possible so that you can look at it. Um, I'll let you know. We'll let you know in F1 in fellowship. 
um, so that you can look at it with all of the audios, uh, videos and everything straight through. Sister Lacrita, um, I said you, you're going to find it interesting because you kind of took us back to um, I am a promise. I am a, you know, you were going back to the childhood songs. They said, this is what we're going to be doing tonight. What you've learned, you'll not forget. With what mama's been through, I know what she's remembered because it's ingrained in our brain. She knows her timetables better than probably half of you because of the way she learned them. And we all learned it as a song. You thought it was a record. One times one is one. One times two is two. One times three is three. The ending 369 was interesting because we learned that on Sesame Street. 369, 12, 15, 18, 21, 24, 27, 30. See, why am I just Because we learned it. So what am I saying? What are the children hearing repeatedly in their homes? What music? What language between their mother and father or their mother and the lover or, or, or whoever? And we wonder why there's trouble. What are they seeing and hearing? So Shekinah, let's govern ourselves accordingly and aim to be the very best at listening, amen, to the spirit of God so that we can represent them. Bermuda needs to have Christians representing from one end of the island, one church to another church. Those that are not afraid to say, I'm standing on God's word and I will not let go. <laughs> God bless you, church. We're going to leave it there for tonight. And um, again, always good to be with you. And I'm glad for this startup and we shall continue. And I'll work on my um, issues I had today. We'll resolve it. But listen, we get it done and we did well. Thank you, superintendent. Much appreciated. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everyone. <laughs>